0: And welcome back everybody, a little technical difficulties on a Wednesday morning, keeps us on our toes, and I think we're joined by CBS4Sports, Michael Spencer. Michael, are you there?
1: Hey Z, what's up man, you got me?
0: <laughs> okay, you're there, I'm here. Alright, so let's roll. We were talking um, at the end of the last segment about Javante Williams being ranked pretty high this year on the, uh, on the initial fantasy projection rankings. And it makes Denver Bronco fans and fantasy fans kind of wonder, is, is, is he worthy of a number 18 overall pick? Do you suspect that to a large extent, with all of the, the embarrassment of riches that Russell Wilson apparently has at his disposal, that, that Javante is really going to be the guy that effectively this offense is going to run through?
1: I could see it. I could see it, no doubt. And I think that it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out because not only do they have talent in the backfield with Javante, they've also got Melvin Gordon back and so how do they go about, you know, kind of divvying that up? And I think that you're gonna like you may see a revolt from Broncos country if Melvin ends up getting more touches than Javante. I think right. that people are ready to see Javante and, and see what he can do and I I do you know, you almost want to approach this kind of cautiously because we've seen this before, right? Where people take kind of a second year slump. Um, But I I don't know. I don't know that I necessarily expect that from Javante, but that's something to be wary of. Um, But you're looking at a guy who obviously had a really good year last year, who I think that the coaching staff really likes, who is obviously curry favor inside that locker room with what he's been able to do. And who I think has a very, very high ceiling. So, um, I, I do uh, am a little bit worried about a second-year slump. I'm also a little bit worried just because, as you mentioned, they have so much, at least on paper, talent around Russell Wilson. How do they go about keeping everybody happy and, and keeping the ball moving um, in terms of getting everybody touches? But I think Fitzgerald could be in for a really big year.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And, and if we look at this receiving core, there's – Lots of potential for breakout guys there, but it's really hard to, to rank them. Obviously, you, you probably look at it as Cortland Sutton, your number one, Judy, your number two, Tim Patrick. You got KJ Hamler, who will be part of the mix as well. But is there really, in your opinion, Michael, or from what you're hearing or seeing, a discernible difference between, you know, call it, call it Sutton, uh, Judy, and Patrick, or can they all be looked upon, you know, kind of on, as, on an, any given Sunday type of situation?
1: Yeah, I think it's probably in any given Sunday type of situation. And just kind of whatever connection is working with Russell Wilson. And the thing that you like is that those guys already have a good connection because they've already been out working with Russell. They're going to, I think, do some stuff before training camp starts. Um, What are we, two weeks away now at this point, basically? And so uh, two weeks from today. And so uh, I think they're going to have a really good connection going in. You always worry about a first-year quarterback. You always worry about a first-year head coach. And a new offense, and how does that all click? So, um, I think that it. I think the Broncos' country needs to be patient here, and it could take some time for this thing to really kind of start to click. And um, you know, obviously, everybody's really high on Jerry Judy and, and what he can bring, but I'm kind of taking a wait and see approach on that, right? Because we haven't seen it. We've been high on him for the last couple of years, and I know quarterback play has factored into that. Um, but are we going to see the Jerry Judy that the Broncos thought they were going to get when they took him high in the draft a couple of years ago, or are we going to get the guy that didn't even get into the end zone last year? So, right. again, there's a lot of factors at play here, um, but I think that what you will see, and I think it's honestly ideal for the Broncos if this becomes the situation, maybe not ideal for fantasy owners, but can you see a game where Tim Patrick blows up and then the next week it's Corlin Sutton and then the next week it's Jerry Judy? That's an ideal scenario for that Broncos offense. Uh, moving forward and heading into this year,
0: let's change gears, Michael. Uh, all the talk in the NBA—if you listen to any sports talk radio show, particularly on a national level—is either KD or Kyrie or, or, or Russell Westbrook. Or, but you know, the, the, the Nuggets, as is, is their mo, is you know staying under the radar. Obviously, they made the, the trade with the Wizards, uh, twi- acquiring uh, Cantavius Caldwell Pope. But is there anything else that Nugget fans? Might want to look forward to, be optimistic about, and expect with regard to upgrades. It was great to see them sign, uh, you know, Nikola for you know the the foreseeable future and to pay the man what what he deserves to be paid. But does that leave much left over for them to re- be able to retool this team, or do you think just by virtue of hopefully a healthy uh, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. coming back that that's gonna that's gonna feel like a brand new team to begin with?
1: Well, I think the Bruce Brown signing is actually one that's kind of
0: sneaky good
1: for this team. You know, I think that that's an area where they needed to improve. They obviously got better defensively with KCP. I think they get better defensively with Bruce Brown as well. And that was an area for them where they really needed some help. So you feel like they're getting two really good offensive weapons. Well one really good offensive weapon and one guy who has potential to be really good in Michael Porter Jr. Um, and, and can be if he can stay on the floor. But I, I think the question for him is can he stay on the floor, and the jury's still out on that. So, um, but I, I think this team got better in some of their weak areas, and that to me is, is a real positive because with Michael Porter Jr. and Joel Murray, you know they're going to be better offensively, and that load is going to lighten a little bit on Nikola Jokic. Now the question is, can they be better defensively, which is the area where they felt like they needed to improve the most, and I think that they got better in those areas. So you look at what they're bringing back just from a health perspective, you look at what they've added uh, in their offseason acquisitions, I think that this team right now, Andy, I think anything less than Western Conference Finals is going to be a disappointing year for the Denver Nuggets.
0: And and when you look at all of the talk about all of the different landing spots for all these different superstar free agents, does it does it disappoint you that you never hear the Nuggets being mentioned or do you find it to be kind of a relief to think that this team's not going to as Brian Windhorst on ESPN says in with regard to Kevin Durant, let's not sell our house in order to pay for our car, uh even if the car might be a Lamborghini like like Kevin Durant is. I think that that speaks well of the stay the course and trust the process type of mentality that the Nuggets have. And even though it hasn't gotten them a championship or even into the finals with this particular team, it still, to me, makes them easy to root for just by virtue of the fact that they go about their business the way they do.
1: And, And why wouldn't you, if you're the Nuggets, why wouldn't you just continue on this path? Last I checked, they had a more successful playoff run, although not by much than the Nets with Kyrie Irving and, and Kevin Durant, right. you know what I mean? And so yeah. I, it was funny. I, I've always kind of been of that mindset. I like the way that this team is building. There's the whole, we don't skip steps mantra, um, which was really popular a couple of years ago. I remember talking to some people here in town and when, when Russell Westbrook was leaving the Houston Rockets and I was like, I don't want anything to do with that. You know what I mean? Like you've got, a really good core. You've got three really solid players who aren't head cases. And there's something to be said for that. When you have guys like Nicole Jokic and Joel Murray and Michael Porter Jr., who you feel like have a really good role together, especially Jamal and Joker. So I think that you just kind of lay back. You let all this happen. The the whole, you know, big three and, and going out and getting free agent stars, it worked for the Heat with, you know, LeBron. And Dwayne Wade and Chris Brosh. But other than that, it hasn't been all that successful when you look at the struggles that the Lakers have had with LeBron and and AD and Russell Westbrook. And yeah, I know they won the title in the bubble, but that was before Russell got there. And I just, there's so much that comes with having those big time stars. There's so many headaches that come with that. I don't know that it's really worth it when you have a young core like the Nuggets do, and I realize they're getting older you know, by the day, but I still think that they're in a really good spot to contend, at least for the West, if not for the entire thing. And so I, I like the approach that the Nuggets are taking. Let everybody else go star chase and see where that gets them, because I think the Nuggets feel like they're in a really good spot and have a really good contingent uh, and have a really good team that can go make some moves and you don't have to mortgage the franchise for a guy like katie because a guy like katie is a great player but he comes with a lot of headaches and when was the last time that he did anything on his own it's never happened you know what i mean and so uh, i I think that the, the approach that the nuggets are taking here is the logical smart approach and if you're denver you've you've got a proven track record that you're not necessarily going to get guys in free agency so continue to hit in the draft when you can and, and continue to build your team around your back-to-back MVP and around your soon-to-be All-Star point guard coming back in Jamal Murray. All right, well
0: we're we're up against it, Michael. But it sounds like we revert back to what we talked about on your show on Sunday night on All Access. He may be great for the sport, but let's not worry about signing Nick Kyrios.
1: <laughs> we don't need that. I tell egg. you what, Nick Kyrios, I feel like would be a lot of fun to cover. So if they wanted to go there, Andy, <laughs> I'm down.
0: There you go. He's Michael Spencer, CBS Four Sports. Maybe we'll cover him together one of these times. Thanks so much, Michael. I'm Az in for David. Thanks so much to Dan Bailey for running a great show. Myself and Buddy Andrade back tomorrow. This has been the Morning Huddle on Mile High Sports Radio. Have a great Wednesday, everybody.